the unbelievable of God's word and believe in life. Your humility is to take God's word as it is. Tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I Pastor Odudu Essien. God bless you. And write everything down. Okay. All right. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. Come in this meeting into your hands. We ask you to have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So um, today we're going to be starting a new series. Hopefully we can finish that this um, September. And I, I did tell everyone, I said that we're going to be... Um, teaching i'm going to be teaching following god's plan for your life and leading of the spirit okay we're going to be doing following god's plan for your life as well as the leading of the spirit okay um so we started meditation we were doing meditation last week and everything but we're going to come back to that um we're going to come back to that but i want to start this um we may have to maybe maybe next week or even maybe tomorrow do like a marathon some marathons we need to finish a bunch of series okay all right but then following god's plan all right for your life following god's plan um for your life all right so i hope you have your writing materials uh Jotas and all those things because uh, there's going to be a whole lot emphasized today. Following God's plan for your life. All right. Okay. Amen. Uh, okay. So um, I'll start by saying that in Christianity, there's a race that is set before us. In Christianity, there's what? There's a race set before us. Um, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Okay. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Okay, Hebrews 12, verse 1. I just hope you have your Bibles. Hebrews 12, verse 1. So it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every word weight and sin that so closely besets, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Endurance or some versions will say patience. Let us run with endurance or patience, the race that is set before us, okay? So there's a race set before us, okay? And I mean, you get into that race via salvation, but there's a race nonetheless. You get into the race by salvation, but there's a race before us. But notice how he says you should run the race. He says that we should run the race with what? with patience, with endurance, with patience, with endurance. That means that this is not something that is rushed. It's not rushed. This is something that we do on a daily basis. All right? Um, running is an active word. It's not a finished word. It's not something that's already done. It's something that we are doing. So let us run with what? Patience. So there's a need to run every single day. Okay? Now, um, even if you're the fastest runner in the world, okay, and you don't run in the race, Okay, you have no reward. So it's not about how much ability you have, how much speed you have, how much advantage you have. The point is that if you're not on this lane, on this track when it comes to God's plan, 
then you might you can run all you want, but you can run in the wrong direction. All right. So we're talking about following God's plan for our lives. Okay. Or for example, if you are running fast and then you cross into someone else's lane, if you are, if you like be you say bolt and you cross into someone else's lane, what's going to happen? You are running fast, but you won't win because you run in someone else's lane. Number one, you must be in the race, and number two, you must run in your own what lane. Are you seeing that? You must be in the race, number one. Number two, um, you must run in what your own lane. Okay. So another thing is this that if you are running in the race, you have to run according to the rules of the race. You have to run according to the rules. There's always a set of rules in a race. So the point is to run well. Are you seeing that from everything we're saying? There is when it comes to the plan. You know, and of course, if you look at Paul, Paul is the one who actually makes this concept popular about running a race. Okay. And then he says, he right out Hebrew says, let us run with patience. Okay. And then Paul also talks about how you run. We run, I don't run as one that beats the air. He said, I run as such, in such a manner that I will obtain. So that means there's there are rules. There's a way to run. There's a way to go about things. Are you with me? There's a way to run when it comes to this Christian race. Okay. There's a way to run. We don't run other people's lanes. We run as a focus, as a path, and there's a way to go about it. Hallelujah. So in following God's plan for your life, following God's plan for your life is like that track or that path, okay? It's like that's what track or path that you're running in. Notice is God's plan for your own life. It's God's plan for your own life. So you can't use another person's life to, um, what do you call it? to to look at your own race all right there's a way you're supposed to run run in such a manner that you obtain praise god so when it comes to following god's plan you must first of all find out god's plan for your life all right you must first of all find out god's plan for your life if you've been a christian and you cannot lay your hands on god's plan for your life you're in trouble are you seeing that You've been born again, going to church, worship, fellowship meetings, and you still cannot say that you are doing or what you're doing now is God's plan for your life. Then you're in trouble. All right. And and why is that? Because you see, if God has a plan for you, all right, you can live life, but till you start to live in the plan that God has for you, you've not begun to live life. Are you seeing that? Till you begin to live in the plan that God has for you, you've not what begun to live life. So so the way we run the race well is to follow the plan. There is a plan for every single believer. So you must lay hand on what God wants you to do. There's a plan of God for your life. If you are living by chance and opportunity, that's a dangerous way to live. All right. We live in a world that is governed by opportunities, but as believers, we don't run our lives based on opportunities. We follow God's plan for our lives. Are you seeing that? We don't live our lives based on opportunities. This door opens, I run inside. No. We know that God has a plan. Are you with me? God has a plan. And so we run based on that plan. We don't just run based on how we feel. We don't run based on what we want. Are you seeing that? We don't run based on our needs. We run based on the plan. Hallelujah. We run based on what's the plan. Okay? So, um, so it's it's in fact in the note here, one of the things that is, that is even advised, right? And this is like counsel for believers on marriage and all that stuff. 
before you step into someone's life or someone steps into your life, you find out God's plan for your life. Are you seeing that? Because as a believer, you're not even ready for marriage, so you find out God's plan for your life. So that's a side note. As a believer, you're not even ready for what? For marriage, so you find out God's plan for your life. So that means that there, there is one thing that the believer must be preoccupied with, all right? It is, it is to know what does God want from me? What would God have me do? What does God want from me? What will God have me do? Very important. That's why the sister of this particular course is actually the leading of the spirit. And I think we'll touch that a bit in this course, but then we will still have another uh, teaching in this season permits us. All right. Aha. Uh -huh. So um, someone is asking me, be patient. I'm coming. I'm just starting out. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> So, um, so there are things or three, several things we must note about God's plan. All right. Um, there's God's plan for our lives. Number one, there is his purpose for that plan. And then there is the way he wants us to pursue the plan. So it's not also enough that God has a plan for your life. There's also the way to go about the plan. And this is important. You know why? Because certain people, um, hear, you know, when we talk about hearing, that's even a whole different topic entirely. But certain people tend to perceive something by the Spirit of God or whatever, and then they take off like a tornado. And so on. Some people will say, they run off, you get. Just because something was shown to you does not mean that, number one, that is the way you should go about it. Number two, it doesn't mean that it, the timing, you know, is correct. And, and when we look at, uh, there's a bunch of things we're going to look at. I really wanted to have some of these meetings as physical, but now nah, I'd rather just, we'll just do them. <laughs> there's a way to run. Are you with me? It's not us to run. There's a way to what to run. It's not us to know the plan. There's a way the plan is supposed to be carried out. There's a what? A way the plan is supposed to be carried out. Glory to Jesus. There's a way the plan is going to come carried out. Even when we talk about something like Yen as a ministry, it wasn't just enough to know, okay, this is the plan or this is what the Spirit of God wants to do. Are you with me? There was a, there are many seasons and even it's still happening to now where I sit with the Spirit of God and then that plan begins to open up some more. You begin to realize, no, don't go about it this way. Go out. There's precision in God's plan. Are you with me? And that's why if you run off just like the, on the first whim and then just take off like that and you don't have a way of going back to check and there are ways you check, you will find out that it does go off course. But you say, but it was the plan. No, it's just like, for example, you have... Abraham, God tells Abraham, he says, take your son, your only son, right? Actually, your you take your son, your unique son, and says, go to Moriah and sacrifice the, the boy. And, you know, Abraham is like, ah, how? Anyway, he takes the boy and goes there, all right? And then, or he says, I think he says, go to where I will show you or something. So he goes there, and then the Spirit of, after he gets there, the Spirit of God now says, okay, so this is the mountain and all that. Now, he goes, he gets to the mountain, he gathers things, his son asks, what, what is the sacrifice? He said, Lord, provide. And after that, we know what happens. He puts his own son on the thing and he's about to kill him and then the Spirit of God now speaks again. So you see, in all the whole process, the Spirit of God is always speaking. So just because of the fact that you heard something or whatever, do you understand? The Spirit of God is always speaking. Are you with me? So that means yesterday's instructions are not enough. All right? Yes, this instruction may give you a layout, but you must consistently perceive. It's the same Abraham that the Spirit of God comes to him and says, go to the land that I will show you. Leave your father, leave your mother. That should be Genesis 12. And go to a land I will show you. 
He doesn't even tell him the details. When he obeys that one, then he now shows him, you know. So the thing is that the Spirit of God will lead you in stages. The Spirit of God will lead you in what? In stages. Okay, so um, 1 Corinthians uh, 9 verse 24. Paul says, um, that's 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 9, right, verse what, 24. It says here, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but one receives only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. So Paul is talking about the race, but he talks about running the race according to the rules. Are you seeing that? Run that you may obtain. So we don't run just run. We are we are objective. We run to obtain. We run in a way that we will you know we will achieve what we are going to do. Are you with me? So it's not just to take off. Many Brazil are serving God, but are you running according to the plan? Are you running according to the pattern? Are you running according to what you should be doing? Glory to Jesus. All right now don't jump to any conclusions where this is it's it's a we are getting there there's a, a bunch of things to unfold all right so self-control plays a major part in how we listen to god and how we follow god's plan are you seeing that self-control plays what a major part in how we what listen to god and how we follow god's plan self-control can mean you've already planned something but you are holding on with it why you know, um, because I want to follow God's plan. Do you guys mean? Papa Hagin will say something. He will say it's better to be slower than God than to be faster. It's better to be what? To be slower than God than to be faster. You understand? It's better to be what? Slower than God than to be faster. So our, our desire and goal as believers should be to follow God's plan. Notice it's God's plan, not our plan. Are you with me? It's what? It's God's plan, not what? Our plan. It's God's plan, not our plan. So it's not what we want, all right? Just to say at Gethsemane, not my will, but what yours be done. So that means the believer must condition himself in such a manner that he is more interested in God's plan for his life. I was talking with someone the other day and I said, um, it's good, it's not bad to have like a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. You see that? But in my own experience of working with God, I found out that, um, okay, so I'll, I'll, maybe I'll start by sharing an experience. So I remember when we were in school as students, and then my pastor then was very, very big on plans, you know, future plans. There's nothing wrong with those things. It's just, so he said, oh, make plans. And a bunch of us made a bunch of plans. I, for some reason. Anyway, this fast forward how many years, and then I don't think I've seen any single person whose plan has gone the way he planned it. I don't think anybody, and you may have a similar experience here where you sat down and wrote plans for your life, wrote your goals, wrote by this year, I'll be doing this, by that year, I'll be doing that. So you just be putting undue pressure on yourself. Then you now find out that here you are, 25, 23, 24, and all the things you wrote that you would have done by now. In fact, what you wrote, you would have, you would have gone to the moon by 24. You would have married and settled down by 24. You would have had like four children by 24. You would have been a millionaire by 24. Yet you are there in your house asking your parents for money. And then you are now wondering what is going on. <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> because the truth about it is that, you know, the Bible says there are many plans in the heart of a man, all right, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. So God has a counsel for your life. God has a plan. I, I personally would not be bold enough to make a five-year plan. <laughs> My boldness will come from the fact that I've sat with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God has shown me his own plan for the next five years. That is when I can write a plan out. Are you with me? That's when I can write a plan out. 
because I know I'm going to be planning according. It's better, in my own opinion, than to go sit down, write your own plan. I'm not saying, see, I'm not saying don't make plans. Make plans. But carry your plans again, sit down with the Spirit of God. Let him knock out the one that is you and, and endorse the ones he wants to endorse so that you will now have this unnecessary pressure and expectations that you put on yourself that are just very unnecessary. There are people who have done that and then they get depressed. Why? At this age, I'm supposed to be doing that. At this time, I said I'll be doing this. My company should have gone global. My YouTube channel should have blown. My this, my that, my that, my that. And then you look at yourself. You know, Father's parlor, just, it doesn't mean nothing is happening. Are you with me? It just means that we there is a plan. There is what? There's a plan. Hallelujah. There's a plan. Glory to God. So obviously, you know you can't follow this plan without being able to perceive or to what we call hear from the Spirit of God. And now one is the topic of Zoom we're going to, you know, deal with extensively. You know, this, this month, by the grace of God, even if we have to pick a whole week and pick every day that we can do 8 to 12, 8 to 12, 8 to 12, to finish it, we'll finish it. Hallelujah. Some people don't like that. So it is well with you. Glory to Jesus. All right. So, um, so how do we know God's plan? All right. Romans 8, verse 14. In what we call the inward witness. Romans 8, verse 14. For, all right. Romans 8, verse 14 to 16. For all you who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. For you not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are what children of God. So the spirit of God what bears witness with our spirits that we children. So that means that there is an information that the spirit of God, all right, agrees to with our own spirits. Are you seeing that? There's a witness, there's an agreement, there's information that the spirit of God has, and that information is related to our spirit. So they both carry the same information. Are you seeing that? So there's a spirit of God, there's our spirits, and they carry the same information. Our spirit, spirit bears witness to our spirits that we are what children of God. So God is in your spirit. Your spirit is born of God, and your spirit is so. Your spirit is born of God. Therefore, your spirit is of God. So we can say your spirit is the spirit of God. There is God's spirit. Are you with me? But the Bible tells us that He who is joined to the Lord is what one spirit. He's one with the spirit of God. Are you with me? So, so we are one in spirit. The spirit of God and our spirits are one. They are united. They are in harmony. Glory to God. So. And that's the spirit that actually knows the things of God. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand or know the things that are freely given to us of God. Are you seeing that? We have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit which is from God. Are you seeing that? So this spirit is from God, that we may what? Know the things that are freely given to us. So how do we know the will of God? We know it by the Spirit. We have the Spirit. So by that Spirit, we can know the things that belong to us. We can know what the plan of God is. We can know why. Because we have the Spirit of God. That Spirit is a knowing Spirit. So by that Spirit, we know. Are you with me? So my Spirit knows the things of God. So the Spirit is an inbuilt knowledge system where it just knows. It's not knowledge that is taught or explained. It's just knowledge, just something you know. Are you seeing that? Your Spirit just knows. Your Spirit knows the plan of God. Hallelujah. Your spirit what knows. Okay. So in following God's plan, you know, um we we follow God's plan by the spirit. Again, this is not a very, very detailed um it's not a very, very detailed 
teaching, because as I said, we're going to do, I'm talking especially concerning um, the leading of the spirit, although we will go a bit extensively in that. Anyway, let me just go on. So, um, so that knowing, all right, sometimes is what we call, you had a, I had a check on the inside. I had a green light on the inside. I just had a knowing on the inside. Are you seeing that? All right. Um, sometimes in your head, you are like, you know, your head is, is rationally, you should be afraid. I remember I spoke, speaking to a friend recently and there was an incident in our court. She says rationally, she knew she was supposed to be very, to be panicking, be worried. So that's even why she was even crying because she knows in her head, I should be panicking or worrying, but on the inside, you get, she just knew this thing is sorted. She just knew this is okay. But on the outside, I'm, I should be worried. I should be panicked. So she was crying because I should be worried, but I'm not worried. So she started crying. Are you seeing that? So, um, and of course, sometimes you just know deep down that something is wrong. You just know something. You just, it's a knowing. Are you with me? You just know there's something off. There's something wrong. And by the way, your conscience can be, the Bible says you can, or your consciousness, which is where these leadings come, can be seared like a hot iron. In other words, you can get to a point whereby you have so killed, <laughs> you've so killed your, how will I put it? You've so deadened or killed how will I put your reception of the voice of the spirit that when it comes to that area of your life, you have no, there's no, um, you have no leading, no witness, nothing again. It's very possible to get that point. Paul calls it searing your conscience as with a hot iron. Are you with me? And very soon we'll also do a study. This this month is just for this because we'll also do a study on the conscience, a study on what the conscience is and all that stuff. Glory to God. All right. So what God's leading is not. Okay, so now, God's leading is not, you know, fear. Are you with me? The Bible says he has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear, but he has given us the spirit of his son whereby we cry of our father. So fear is not one of the ways that the spirit of God leads you. Are you with me? Um, however, there are some things that we can interpret as fear that is not actually fear, but it's the spirit of God. It's like this, an uncertainty, something... It's like, I just know this is not, something is just off or wrong. You get, sometimes you can interpret as fear, but it's not exactly fear. You're just unsettled. You're just, something is unsettled. Are you with me? Uh, that's not exactly fear, but sometimes we think, but that's what people will say is as if God leads us by fear, but no, it doesn't lead us by fear. That's more of an uncertainty, not exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Now, um, so it doesn't lead us by fear. Second Timothy 1 verse 7, Romans 8, 14 to 15. Um, so that knowing is also not worry and anxiety when you're always worrying. The Bible already tells you clearly, take no thought for your life, what you eat or what you drink. So if you are worried, that's not the spirit of God. Are you seeing that? If you are fearful, that's not the spirit of God. If you're anxious, that's not the spirit of God. Because he already told you be anxious for nothing. He already told you fear not. Are you seeing that? He already told you, do not worry about your life. So when you are doing those things, all right, you know, and let me even let me even say this, that when you are um, in worry, when you are in fear, when you are anxious, when you are emotionally unsettled, and we're going to look at some of those categories, the truth is that at that time, it's not that's not the time to trust whatever you think you're hearing. Because those emotions play a very, very strong role in the way you perceive things. Are you with me? Like, if, if you are afraid, 
if you're unsettled, if you're emotional about something, and then you are now trying to, most times, and I'll teach you how to get out of that zone. There's a way to get out of it. But many times, whatever you are going to perceive, <laughs> I'll give you, I remember something I needed clarity about, but I was so troubled by that thing, so troubled, so worried. Now I know how the Spirit of God, how I perceive or how I sense or hear from the Spirit of God. But in this case or instance, I was praying in tongues, doing everything you get, but I knew I was troubled, I was worried. So, of course, some things came to my mind. I'm like, ah, okay, it came. But me, I knew the truth. I said, guy, you can't trust this stuff. I just packed up, I went, <laughs> I just left it, and I, I had to calm down come you know to a place where i was calm then i prayed again and when i prayed again then i now began to perceive what the spirit of god was saying so as a rule when you are emotional don't don't trust whatever it is that comes at that point when you are unsettled that's not the time to you can't trust you have to learn to calm down that's why and one way to calm down is the word of god you have to go back to god God's word. Are you with me? Go back to God's word and begin to affirm God's word to you. For example, if it's fear, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of a sound mind. You begin to speak, you know, fear cannot have dominion over me. All right. I have the spirit of God. I have the life of God. All right. God is involved in my situation. God, you begin to talk to yourself. Talk and talk to your emotions. Talk till you calm down. Are you seeing that? Talk till there's a confidence that replaces that fear. Then you can now say, okay, I want to now start to pray. Are you seeing that? Because many times when you are emotional you know, about something, when you are emotional, at that time, it's, it's most likely you are not going to perceive exactly what you should perceive. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, so, because um, we have Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, all right, that says, be anxious for nothing, all right? Um, in everything... Make a request known as Philippians. Let's see that. Philippians 4, verse, um, let's say 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, all right, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So you see that when, you know, don't be anxious. But if you're anxious, what does it say? All right. Um, it says there should be thanksgiving. Are you seeing that? It says, but everything by prayer with thanksgiving. So when I give thanks, it speeds up the process by which peace fills my heart when I'm thankful. Because you see, fear is a result of a focus. Fear is a result of something you're focusing on. Are you with me? Anxiety, anxiousness, worry is a function of a focus. There's something my mind is on. And there's a certain kind of information that that mind is actually, um, that, that that thing is actually ministering to me that is contrary to the word of God. And that's why I'm afraid. So I have to now get the word of God, the truth of God's word. And Bible says with thanksgiving. So what am I thinking? I'm thanking God that he has done it. I'm thanking God because God is above the situation. I'm thanking God because God's word is true and every man a liar. I'm bringing God's word into the situation. And the more I do that and thank God and thank God, and just really give, and what am I doing? I'm, I'm speeding up the pace at which the peace of God will fill my heart. Because the um, what's that text that says... Um, God will keep in perfect peace whose mind is what stayed on him. Are you seeing that? Because he trusted him. The Lord will keep in perfect peace whose mind is what stayed on him. So the way peace comes to your mind is by what? By, by God's word. 
God's word, the assurance of God's word. It's just like the unbelief thing we've been teaching about. You have to change your thinking. You have to change your mindset. And the more you get God's word in there, you realize you get karma and the peace of the spirit of God floods your heart. And then, as I said, you're now ready to pray. Or sometimes in the place of prayer, prayer also has that ability to calm you down. But as I said, at that point where I was stable and emotional, I would hardly trust the things that come to my mind at that point are you seeing that mm. okay so following god's plan for your life involves what to do when to do it and how to do it it involves what what to do when to do it and what how to do it what to do when to do it and how to do it. you know there's this statement i like to make delayed obedience is disobedience are you seeing that However, it is good to be certain about certain things before you act and move. Praise God. It's good to be certain about certain things. And we're going to see that um, the way you are certain about some, some things is because is, is that, first of all, um, how do you get certain of certain things? All right. First of all, I want to say that consecration plays a very, very heavy role in your perception of all your sensitivity to the spirit of God fasting prayer are you seeing that and when we say prayer we're talking about praying a whole lot praying what a whole lot many times because um you know like this season there's a revelation that has come which is the fact that many times the prayer lives that we call or what we call prayer lives cannot sustain many things for god are you seeing that sensitivity to the spirit of god is it will be a function of giving yourself to prayer if you want to go more sensitive you fast all right, you, you fast. Um, of course, you pray more. Are you with me? And of course, the last will be consciousness, being conscious of the fact that the Spirit of God will speak to you. But there's a lot involved in prayer in that, being prayed up. Are you with me? So you want to give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to prayer. Praying a lot. Even when you pray, still pray again. Pray, pray, still pray again. Are you with me? Giving yourself to prayer is extremely important. Praying a lot because... Um, it's in that place of sensitivity that, um, or that place of prayer that many things will come. Many things you are praying about will come or, or, you, are, or you, are, you are thinking about will come in the place of prayer. Um, but then there's a second thing um, when it comes to, um, a second rule when it comes to prayer. Especially when you're praying about important things, okay? Um, the rule actually says clearly that you you do not, have you alone do not have the spirit of god are you with me you alone do not have the spirit of god and so therefore it is always good to pass whatever it's especially when it comes to very very important decisions for example am i going to travel or not you know what school am i going to go to um what am i going to marry you know those kind of things very very important things all right it's important that you give yourself a lot to prayer for for such things are you with me? And that's because, as we're going to look at later on, all right, you're not looking at that now, but we're going to see when we talk, especially when we talk about a place of conscience, you're going to find out the fact that, as I said, your emotions can play a very huge role in how you receive or perceive things. Your emotions can what play a huge role in how you perceive or receive things. It can play a very, very, very huge role in how you what in how you perceive or receive things. So that's why it's something to be cautious about. But the first thing is also is, is praying praying a lot, praying a lot. That's a very 
estimated aspect of um, receiving the lead of the Spirit. But it's a very major part, praying a lot. And let me even say this about the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is... The Spirit of God is not that talkative. It's not every five minutes the Spirit of God is talking. Not every five minutes. Not every five minutes. Some people think it's like that. It's not like that. And I think that the Spirit of God will not, you will pray about them. You won't, you won't speak to you immediately about them. And some things you pray for six months about that, the Spirit of God will still not talk to you about. <laughs> you know, you will pray a lot. The, the point of it is that we have to be patient when it comes to leadings. You have to be patient. You can't rush the Spirit of God. You know, that's one thing people say, hey, what should I do? I just, you can't rush the Spirit of God. Your own is to keep yourself sensitive to the Spirit of God. Keep yourself in a spiritual environment. And then when this, when it is time, the Spirit of God will communicate. But you just stay, keep those channels open. When it is time, the Spirit of God will communicate. But he surely will communicate. Are you with me? Why? And that's because God is a king. So he knows, he and he's omnipotent or omniscient. He knows when you need to know that thing you're praying about. He knows. Are you with me? So it's not always when oh, I need to know about this. And you just sit down, bam, and then it comes a lie. It's not true. It's not every single time. Sometimes it will take time for a leading to come. Glory to God. It will take time for what? A leading to come. Hallelujah. God is very intentional about process. So that's one, praying a whole lot. The second one is you don't, you're not the only one who has the spirit of God. Learn to pass your leadings by other spiritual people. And I'm talking about people who are also consecrated and praying a whole lot too. Are you with me? And people who are who don't, uh, you know, sometimes you need to find people who don't like you when you need to be led about something. <laughs> Not who don't like you, but people who don't have the same, right? Oh, I want to go to Covenant University. I want to go to, okay, people don't want to go to, I want to go abroad here. I want to go abroad. I want to go abroad yet. You know, if you have some besties that want also like the idea for you, you know, most likely they're already biased. And when they pray, they may also be biased. So you should go and find some time, find the person who, he has no stake in the matter. Doesn't even care where you go. <laughs> and let that person also perceive. Are you with me? Uh, I'm tempted to go into conscience, but I will not. Are you with me? Uh-huh. So that's the second one, which is that you 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 pass it by other people because you're not the only one who has the Spirit of God. And let me just tell you the truth there. See, it is, there's no, unless you are Jesus Christ, there's no one who cannot be wrong. There's nobody who cannot be wrong about something are you with me the way i like to say it is don't be so um don't be so don't ever doubt that the spirit of god will speak to you freely but never be so arrogant to think you cannot miss it even papa hagen a prophet after how many years you watch some videos he was, he was prophesying to someone in a public meeting where the presence of god is so strong and he will say well he says he will, he will say did i get it he will profess something and said is it correct did i get it he said because you know the spirit of god manifests through imperfect vessels i use i using that so he's saying that there's nobody who cannot miss it you get but there are things that if you know you will hardly miss it <laughs> and as i said one of those things is uh, one of the other things is bias when you have a bias concerning something all right it is most probable that you won't be objective in your hearing 
whenever you have a bias concerning something. As I said, let me, I'm using the Covenant University analogy or the abroad analogy. I really want to go abroad. I really want to school abroad. I really, I have posters of Canada on my wall. I've already seen Utah University. I've, I've lived that is what my head is on. That's what I want. You've been singing that thing for two, three years. Your brother went to Utah University. You want to go. It's already in your head. The probability that when you pray about it, that you will hear son of man or daughter, for I've ordained you to go to Utah to carry my gospel and to be a representation of my image and to bring the mass harvest of end-time souls to my kingdom. The probability that you're going to hear that is very, 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 very high. Why? Because you already have a proper bias. You have a bias. It's what you already want. And because it's what you already want, there's a way, <laughs> it's, it's already, it's like programming. Are you with me? It's like programming. It's like programming. You go there, you pray, you hear exact. In fact, you hear extra details and then you'll be so convinced. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And then that thing now becomes conviction in your heart. But meanwhile, the conviction is not from the Spirit of God. Let me say this. Conviction is not proof that something is from the Spirit of God. Let me say it again. Because you are convinced about something does not mean it's the Spirit of God that put that information there. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's why we like to say that it is it's that's why you are not the you are not the body of Christ. There's the body, you have to learn to submit your leadings, all right, both to spiritual, spiritual brethren. Do you get people who are also given to prayer, fasting, and people who are on the cutting edge? Number one. Number two, give submit your idea, your what they call it, your leadings to authority. And I'm talking about it especially when it comes to serious matters. You know, some things like for example, should I eat bread, should I eat rice? What's the concern? What was my business with that? Do you get? <laughs> you know, do you get if you miss that one, there's nothing consequential that's gonna happen. Like I'll give you an example. So, so yesterday I had a guest come over to visit, um, family friend that came over to visit, and I'm just like, because we need to get there was no um we need to get something like order something for the person and all that, you know, because we were really, really busy and all that stuff. So order something for the person to, you know, eat. And so there I was, I'm like, what are we going to? How are we going to should we cook should we, and everything? I'm like, okay, so okay, let's order which one and all that stuff. And I just perceive them. Use this particular app, use this particular restaurant and all that. And I just obeyed. And then for the first time in the history of using that app, because the person was almost here, that food came in like, let's say 15, 20 minutes. It was shocking. Like the, those guys is usually one hour plus. Like, you know, we are begging them, are please come now. I don't vex, I want money. Just bring but for the first time, those guys came in such. I just this one just had to be the spirit of God. Do you get now? But the thing is, even if the person didn't come, what was the highest? The highest is that the person that came to listen would just be hungry for for an extra hour and stuff like that. That's the highest. So that kind of decision, you know, perceiving the spirit of God is good to practice. Are you with me? But when it comes to major major decisions, like that one, I'm not going to start going to my wife and say, uh, "Did you perceive that we should order from you?" No, know, that one is a personal, is inconsequential. But there are decisions like this. Uh, you get uh, like which business should I enter into? Who should I marry? You know, where should I move or should I stay? Those those kind of decisions. Very very. You need you number one as I said. You need to be objective about such decisions. You need to be given to uh, how will I put it prayer a lot of prayer a lot. And again, you must be slow when it comes to, you must be slow. In your, don't just say, ah, okay, hey, hey, calm down, pray again. 
Pray, pray again. And that kind of prayer, especially when you have a bias. For example, oh, I really want to school in Canada. I really want to. The way you pray concerning that one, when you already want that thing so bad, is that you go in the place of prayer and you go with surrender. And the surrender is, Lord, You, we both know this is what I want. We both know this is what I want. However, Lord, you get not my will. That's what Christ is doing on at Gethsemane now. He says, if you will, let this cup pass over. Like at this point, see, I don't want to die. I, I don't want to die. You get, however, what? Not my will, but what? Yours be done. So he's surrendering. He's surrendering. He's giving that choice back to the Lord. So that's one thing. Sometimes when you're in a position where you know, this one, you know where, well, see this one, I, I get bias for this matter. So we will take that your decision and you surrender it to the spirit of God. You surrender it to the spirit of God. You surrender that. You, you give it. You, it may take you a week to do that. To get to that place whereby, see, uh, man, whatever it is, whichever way, no problem, no wahala. Coupled with a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer. And let me even say this. It's better you develop that spiritual muscle now when you don't have such a complex decision to make. It's better you develop a prayer life now when you don't have such decisions to make. Why? So that when you get to that position, you are already used to how to navigate, how the Spirit of God, how that happens. So you're not, but if it's there, you're not trying to, oh, if that's the case, you better give yourself a lot of time, number one. Number two, as I said, you should find a way to come to, and I said, don't be, if you bring it to your own circle, your own people, people who are already biased with you, they, for, yeah, all of them. <laughs> no you don't do that you don't do that rather you take it to people who are they don't they whether it doesn't affect them anyone which way and they're not they don't give you a rat's bum bum let me put it like that about <laughs> about the article and then the, th the third thing is that you want to take those decisions all right through authority you want to take those decisions through authority i'm talking about major decisions major you take them through authority glory to god you take them through authority. That's how you are able to safeguard and be sure that this thing I'm doing, okay, no, I can I can have peace of mind. I'm talking about major decisions, major, major decisions. You must always have those layers to help you. If it's about what to eat or who to, you know, doesn't that doesn't affect anybody. You can even miss it for all I care. <laughs> you can miss it and you learn. But you see this one of schooling, for example, you enter the wrong school. You understand that you should not be, you know, you do the wrong course. You should not be, you know, if you do the wrong course and the plan of the Spirit of God was to do another course, it may be that when you finish that wrong course, you now have to now go back and do the right course. Are <laughs> you seeing that? Yeah. If you want to come back to the plan, it may be that you have to go back and then now redo what? You have to redo the course that you're supposed to do. Yeah. That may just be it. I have to redo the course when you walk in disobedience. I have to re redo it. So those kinds of decisions are not things you want to mess with. You want to make sure. Are you with me? And those are not in a hurry. Some people, that's the thing. Uh, what should I do? You're doing God like this. You're doing God like this. You're putting, you're trying to, you're putting, let me not say like you're putting God under pressure. <laughs> but you're putting yourself under pressure. And when you're under pressure, the tendency that you will hear clearly is not, most likely you will not. Because you are putting yourself under pressure. Are you seeing that? You are putting yourself under pressure. And that good example is, 
like now, if those of you who are newbies, we've not we've probably spoken a lot about this, but the truth is that there are some of you among us that the Spirit of God will prompt to start a work. Like it may be that, okay, you're supposed to have your own ministry and under us serving for a while and then you'll be released to your own ministry. We see that with Paul in Acts chapter 13, all right, where the Bible says they were gathered together and the Bible says separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, unto the work I've called them. So you had the others who were there who laid hands on Paul and Barnabas and then released them. And the Bible says being sent by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost released them by the hands of these other guys. Now, let me show you what Paul did not do. He didn't go to the council of the church and say, hey, people, God has given me a vision for my life and has given me an assignment and given me what to do. And he's now, and so people of God, you need to release me to my assignment. I need to go. He didn't do that. Rather, I'm sure he had those promptings, but he did, he left it. He was by the spirit of, see, let me say this. When it's time for such things, it's not you that will come and tell us. Authority is the one that will tell you. That's the way this thing works. It's not you that will tell authority. Authority will tell you. They're the ones that say, hey, this is what I perceive. And usually it's be a confirmation. I perceive this, that, 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 and everything. And then you release. But imagine, oh, I'm feeling like, I, I'm feeling like, oh, I, I need to do this. Then you now come meet authority and you begin to pressure authority. You know, ah, sir, uh, God said, <laughs> God said that uh, I'm called to the nation. God said I'm supposed to do it. God said I'm supposed, let me, let me even teach people something. All right. Let me teach people something. <laughs> There's an evil in the land called God said. Let me say it again. There's an evil in the land called God said. God told, you know, you know how we are lying. Say God said. Have you seen, you know, it's part of these notes where I don't know I'm kind of jumping the gun. <laughs> God said, God told me. God, God, you know the heart for your mouth. You have small prophecy, God. So God was saying that. So God was telling. Do you know what is? You know, that's why many of you do, because of that trap you put it. That's why you, you don't want to prophesy. And number two, when you prophesy, it's wrong. You don't know what to do with yourself. Because you already brought God into the equation. Are you with me? If you see in the in the scripture, the scripture in the New Testament, you're going to see many times, they wouldn't say God said. They would, they would actually you see Paul say something like, I perceive. You see Paul says things like, I'm bound by the Spirit. You see Paul say something like, grieved in his spirit. You see the words he uses. Why? Because the truth is, let's just be honest. Do you know God is a person? When you say God said, did, were you there when God said it? Did you see God and he said it? Did he stand by you and say it? And even those ones that he said God said, well, you, the person was there. It doesn't happen often, no. That one is the Lord Jesus that comes and it's very rare, rare, very rare. Once in a very long while, like people like Papa Higgin, that he came to because of a certain thing that he wanted to do in the body of Christ and he will appear to the person and he will speak to the person. It's very rare. It can happen once in someone's entire lifetime. In some, in many people, it may never happen in their lifetime. It's a God said. No. We just read Romans 8. It tells us... <laughs> The spirit of God, right, has what? The spirit of God speaks to our spirits, bears witness with what? Our spirits. So there's a witness that they bear. And our spirits is another ones that bear witness to our consciousness. Are you seeing that? So what does that mean? It means that by the time, by the time 
you you say that's why we use the words I perceive. Why are you like did, did you hear my son? My no, it you it comes as a knowing, a sensing, a even if it is like information, there's a way it comes. And it's like it has already passed from the eggbone, God, God, to your spirit, to your consciousness. Are you with me? So by the time it comes to you, it is actually wrong to be God. No, it's rather I sense, I feel, I feel that. I perceive, I, I know, I, I'm going to look at all this. I said, this whole month is for that. You know, <laughs> you are, what happens is that you are more honest. Let's put it like that. And you remove that crazy pressure. Because if you come to me and you tell me, God said, ah, Egbo, I'll say amen. I will say Amen. Let the will of God be done, inshallah. Let the will of God be done. Why? Because you just told me, God, ah, eh? Am I, what am I supposed to tell you? Again. You just told me God said. So so what should I say to you again? It's true now. Is it that maybe you plan to do it deliberately to go and bully me into agreeing with what you said? And I will agree with you. Uh, you say, oh God, say, oh the Lord, eh? He said, yeah, okay. No, no, well, look at nice one. Oh, oh, he said, eh. He says, I don't want to know. So what do you think? I said, ah, well, you've said it now. God said, Inshallah, the will of God be done. I will agree with you. Uh, is someone getting the point I'm trying to pass across? Yeah. So, you, you, you know, that's, that's the, um, that's actually how it's supposed to be. It's basically, you know, you know, when you bring things to authority, when you first aware of prophesying, is, uh, so God was telling me, and God was saying, calm down. No. Maturities, I perceive, I sense, I felt. It came to me like, I was thinking like, you know, this is what, or you asked as a question. That's a good way to give word of knowledge. You know? You bring it as a question. Yes. I also tend to bring out God. Calm down. Be calm. Be still. I know that I am God. Calm down. Are you with me? Calm down. And especially when you come before authority, you don't use those kind of things. It's actually bad manners to talk like that. <laughs> I was praying and God was telling me, hey, God was telling you, really, what a wow. Thou art the prophet that should come into the world. Ah, we salute you. You have so much grace upon your life. We were, we are still hoping to, to experience this kind of grace in 100 years' time. So, Ekmo, prophet, Lomo, we can do nothing but hear your words. For thou hast spoken. Once have you spoken, twice have I heard that power belongs to the Lord. So, therefore, I humble myself under your mighty hand, sir. And all glory to God. It's true. What, what do you want me to say? Are you with me? People that have training don't behave like that. <laughs> In fact, if you want to get the most out of your relationship with spiritual authority, you don't come with that. You don't come with God's head. You don't come with that. You don't come with that. You don't come with that. The way we were trained, when I go for my pastor and I want to know something, even if I have like I pray, I've prayed and, and let it be that a seraph Seraphim appeared to me with 19 wings and took a blade and cut my head off and put it back. I said, son, from now on, 
Thou are the apostle to the nations who <laughs> say amen. After that, when we go and meet, <laughs> I got my pastor. I say, sir, uh, sir, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, as I was just praying, I was just feeling as if, you know, I'm feeling like I may, you know, in the future, I don't know, do some, notice how I'm talking. I may do something with um, young people or so. I don't, I don't, it just came to me as I was praying, sir, but you know, all these things, sir, what do you think, sir? No, we, we don't know any. That's how I talk to my pastor. Yes, I know we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Don't hear the head part. I don't hear this other side I'm saying. You know. Yes, sir, we don't know anything. No. You know, just, I carry that in and, and <laughs> I put it back. And on. You get, I take it and put it back. Yes. Oh, oh, you don't know my pastor. You, you will never, never, in the whole, all the years that I've heard, he has never said God said, ever. He has never said God said. And if you go to him and say, you start talking, so I was praying and God told me, ooh, you say, oh, wow, 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 wow. Say, oh, really? Mm, that's nice. That's good. Okay. Oh, no, no. Say, no problem. Go ahead. Do what is in your heart. <laughs> that's an idiot son. We don't, <laughs> we don't behave, we don't behave like that. We don't behave like that, oh. We don't behave like that. Ah. You go and say, sir. <laughs> you are confused. What about intimacy? Which one? Who is talking about intimacy here? What thing concern intimacy? I don't understand. Maybe you have a question very well. We don't do that, though. We don't. I can't say, sir. I see. Sir, what do you think about conversing with the Spirit of God? Eh? No one says you cannot converse. We're talking about communication. When you now come, come, come to communicate with us, you understand? Or you're trying to communicate a word of knowledge, you know? And you're saying, uh, so God was telling me that, uh, you know, you felt the Lord. It's the same thing. I felt the Lord say, well, just, just say, I feel like this, that, that. Well, you say the, what's that thing about the Lord? The Lord is talking. The, no, I'm not saying you can't be 100% sure. That's what I'm saying. You can be certain. The point is the information is coming from the Spirit of God. But the communication, how you communicate it, you must connote a sense of humility that you are in. You are an imperfect vessel and you can miss it. You cannot just talk like God. Because the truth is that the truth is, it's not God you heard. How, when you, when you, when you are, when you, when you, you say you, you, you heard something, is it God? No, that thing has filtered through certain layers. That's come certain layers. By the time it has come, it's like, and now we are still, this is a whole course. I don't know why. I just feel like I should emphasize this thing. We are still going there. You're going to see all those things. <laughs> it's good if you don't fully get. Yeah, yeah. So I don't fully get. That's why it's a whole course. You will get. <laughs> this is like introduction. <laughs> you get. The point is, I'm not saying, look, what I'm not saying is that you now feel like um, you cannot, as I said, never be, never lack the confidence that you can actually hear from the Spirit of God, but never be at a place where you're arrogant enough to believe you cannot miss it. So there's a fine line there. There's a balance. But I'm talking about communication, when you communicate with people. Because that's why, do you know what they said in the old, in the in the in the scriptures? They say if a, how you know a prophet. One of the ones is that he will tell you, he won't tell you go after other gods. But number two, if you tell a prophet, all right, if a prophet comes and prophesies and 
the word does not come to pass. It says stone the prophet. My point is, yeah, and that's how it was in those days, stone the prophet. So my point is that, you know, because you, you come, you know, you come somewhere, you prophesy, 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 and everything, and all those things. And then, you know, you can prophesy in the flesh. Yeah, Nothing was coming, but you just, you just pity the person you were talking. I just felt like sometimes it happens now where you are not even sure, but you you notice another thing when you when you prophesy, you sometimes you notice what I'm saying. Sometimes it's very very intense, like it's very clear. That time is not clear. For example, now it may come like okay, maybe when it comes to dates and times, speak the way it came. I feel like maybe March, April, or March to May. I feel like, do you get be humble? Don't say no, no, no. It's May when you know clearly what was inside was more like. You are not certain. Are you with me? Yes. Be honest in your communication. Because some people are trying to prove something. I'm the great power of God. I'm the, I can never miss. I am the I'm the eggborn called the prophet. I'm Woli, Woli and Agbara put together. Woli power. Prophet power. No, who is sending you a message? Calm down. Are you with me? You with greater accuracy. We believe you can be more accurate, but you know it's important that when you speak to people, you are very um, what do you call it? There is a your communication is important. So I guess because okay, so what you said you told the person is going to travel abroad, he's going to get the visa. He no now get it. He now comes back, but you know how you said you said God said, my son, go to the visa embassy. They will give it to you. The person went did not get it. Then you are now. But because you said God said, you see, you're putting yourself inside trouble. No. Because I feel like maybe you should try. Notice the way I'm, I'm I, I feel like, uh, oh, you feel like, uh, I feel like you tried uh, getting a, you, you want to go abroad. I, mean, I feel like you tried getting a visa and you're bouncing. Is that correct? So, yeah, yeah, oh, I just feel to tell you that you can try again and it's most probable that you'll get it. Notice the communication. Notice the communication. Yeah. What's so wrong with that? My point is the communication. The communication. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the Spirit of God doesn't speak to us. I'm not saying that you should just be there. We're afraid I'll get it wrong. No, no, no. I'm saying when you communicate to people. Like now, if I have conversation with the Spirit of God and I, you know, I, I'm having conversation, I say, oh, yes, oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Like, I know who I'm talking to. It's not, I'm not saying that that is, yes, I'm communicating, I'm communing. But if something came to me and I want to go and tell you, you understand? Or at least, you know, there's a way. <laughs> there's a way. <laughs> there's a way. He says, God said on the same class, the Holy Spirit. Please, God and the Holy Spirit are not the same person. They're the same person. Have you? They're what? The same person. Hallelujah. Let's move on. I don't know why I was talking on this particular area. <laughs> Amen. Uh, anyway, if you have questions, you cannot stack your questions. I'll answer the questions at the end of the class. Okay, so look at this. Following God's plan for your life involves what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Sometimes God could prompt your heart on something he wants to do four years from today, and it's in your mind it's as if you ought to do it tomorrow. Oh, has this happened to you before? It's as if I must do this thing now. Meanwhile, it's 10 years in the future. 
there's a there's a very uh, interesting story by Ronald Bonk. There's a woman that you know if you know Ronald Bonk is gone with the Lord. Ronald Bonk, a very dangerous evan- evangelist and everything, does crusades and everything. And then there's a lady that was like one of his intercessors of prayer people, and has served for years ministry. And then she starts to you know perceive ah that um you know she's supposed to have a ministry to women, kini 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 and everything. That she's supposed to go and do that. So she goes to me and says, uh, Sir, I feel like uh, I or, or God told me that uh, kini, 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 I have a ministry and everything. And so I, I want to live to do it. He told that, throw that thing inside the cooler. That if if God, that God, if he wants you to go, he should go and talk to me. Now, it was 12 years later that the Lord appeared to him and spoke to him about that thing. Now think about that. Twelve years. What later? So, yeah. Twelve years. So what does that mean? It means that the lady was picking something that was going to happen, but there's a way it came that she felt like it is now. So that's why it's good. That's why. <laughs> Let me even say there's some things that, that there are some things that the spirit of God will not tell you. He will tell authority. That's why it's important to be in tandem with authority and not being rebellious because <laughs> it's going to save your head. I can tell you, I've had such some things like that where I felt like, okay, this thing, this time. Bah, bah, bah. Now I go and sit down and talk to my pastor, and he says, Yes, but uh, but look at it this way. See, 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 see. Before you do this, you should do this. Before you do that, you should do that. So I was. For example, I was I was teaching at Teens Church some while back, and then so we're practicing, you know, um, perceiving, you know, the the voice of the spirit, and then one young man there, he stood up and he said, "Okay, he's perceiving something that he feels like he's supposed to be in the choir in the main church." He see, keeps on seeing himself in the choir in the main church. Seems, Keep on seeing choir in the main church. This is Teens Church. I see myself in the choir in the main church. I see myself in the choir in the main church. You know, and the way the guy was saying is, you know, everyone there would think, ah, so go and join the choir in the main church now, right? Go and join the choir in the main church. But as I was talking, there was another pastor, all right, one of the other pastors who does pastors with me in the Teens Church. I just say, yeah, let me say something. And he said, well, the truth is, yeah, so, but you may be, that is most likely as seeing that thing as a future, something you are supposed to do in the future. He said, because first of all, if you decide, because he said you saw himself leading worship in the main church. He said, because first of all, if you even say you want to go there, first of all, they will keep you at the back. Nobody's going to give you any mic anywhere. They will keep you at the very back. (laughs) You get. And in that back, if you're not, if you're not supposed to be there at that particular time and in that back, so after a while, you start feeling like "Ah, I'm better than these people. I can do better. You felt you just. The point is timing is important. And and he said some things, and I said it's true, yes. Like the young man, I know the guy. The guy is not stable yet. He's not mature. So the Spirit of God will just take you from, I, I saw him mature, and then throw you inside the main church where you don't understand anything. And just throw you inside the choir. You're not growing. You're only attending choir. And then you, you, cannot be, you can't be the Spirit of God. Let me even say something. The Spirit of God will never violate his word. Let me say it again. The Spirit of God will never violate His Word. That means there are clear-cut processes in God's Word, all right, 
that he will never violate because of you. For example, there's the growth process. There are things he will never put in your hand, all right, or never ask you to do when you are not mature enough for it. Yes. If you know the story, God always starts with the David in the back of the bush. Yes. So you can't just wake up to the uh, come and say, uh, sir, you know, the Spirit of God is telling me that I need to preach. I should put that. I have a word for the for the, for the, for the, for yen. So the next night, I feel like I should preach. You are you are. A, <laughs> I don't have words for you. I, I have a word for you actually, but I, I I don't know how to say that word. Word. That can never be the Spirit of God. Never. He he will never bypass protocol that he set by himself. Never for you. He will never. If not, that means he's a, he's a rascal himself. No. He will never bypass protocol for you. Never. You will go through the process. It's true. <laughs> you will go through the process. It's true. You will go through the process. It's true. It's just that there are just been too many examples. Too many examples. He is a God of process. You must go through the process. Stop being a mumu. Oh, no, the Lord is calling to the nations. The nations. The nations. Meanwhile, we've given you cell meeting you cannot attend. Ordinary cell meeting you cannot attend. Is No, sir, you don't understand. What I have in me is for the nations. The nations. I feel the... Na- Shut up, my friend. My friend can sit down somewhere. And clap your hands and sing. Attend cell meeting on, on Saturday. Yes, it's true now. Evangelism will not go for, but he's calling me to be a, to the nations. He's telling me to go on IG Live. To you are, you are a stupid person. Sorry, that's the truth. You are being very stupid. You, you want to go on, but you are cutting. Pro- that's what, let me even say this: there are many people going on IG Live that should shut up and sit down somewhere. Everything IG live, everything IG live, everything here. I'm online. Everything. I'm shut up, my friend. What do you know? Can't sit down, my man. It's true. Some things we don't have to pray about it. We just have to look at you and say that there are things I don't need to pray about. I just know it's not God because you are already boycotting process. Just because you can does not mean you should. Everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to give their own. Shut up, my friend. Go and sit down. Go and sit down, man. She was talking about love work. Go and pick uh, uh, love the way to victory and go and read. It's true. Thank God. Human beings are not made like that. Man. Men are people that God. Okay, so this people we're talking about consecration. You have found a reason to not pray. Pray more than one every day. We have been talking about consecration, praying long hours. You found a reason to not pray every single day. There's always one reason that you have found not to pray. Prayer meeting will not be inside. Travel prayers will not be inside. But yet, the, the nations, the nations, the Lord is asking to write a book. Shut up, my friend. That's, keep that stupid book in the cooler because you don't even know anything. You got to write nonsense and produce. It's true now. Even if he's showing you, it's not now. Keep, keep that nonsense in the cooler. You gotta write it ahead of time, and then that, you will see it's only you and your mother that will read the book. 
because they're not a blessing to anybody. That's the truth. That's the truth. We we can know, we can know. Like when I see it's true, now that's on me. I'll just look and say this one, this one, process you they skip. Do it, do, you will not listen. Sonship, mm-mm. listen to sermons, nope. Oh, yeah, follow him. I just mm-mm. attend meetings, mm-mm. ignite, mm-mm. everything, mm-mm. pray, mm-mm. attend SOHK. Mm-mm. All the you have aborted your destiny. Let us leave it like that because I'm going to see that the, the, the plan of God is not outside the local church. That's the truth, it's not outside the body. That thing, that idea you have in your head is nonsense. There's some of you that I even pray. I pray for you that the plan of God in you, that you saw in your vision does not come to pass. I pray for you. Why? Because the way you are, the way you are now, if that thing happens, you are finished. You'll be, you'll be a dead man. You, it will destroy you, it will ruin you. So you're in this morning, relationship, relationship, relationship. Then tomorrow you say one, my friend, shut up. Sit down somewhere. You're a child. You're a baby. Can sit down somewhere. Sit down somewhere. Yes, now. Can't discipline your mouth. Everything. Submission. You can't submit. See, these are things that I know clearly. See, we can tell. That's the We can tell when this real God doesn't speak to you. We can tell when he's not saying anything. You're just lying. You just came to lie. He didn't say it to you because... Number one, you don't know how to follow his process. Because many people feel like just because you, you perceive something, and it could be the Spirit of God, but it does not change the process. So anytime you, you, you check the word you received and you check the process you follow and they're conflicting, throw away what you received and follow process. Put it in the cooler. <laughs> it's true. Ah, there's a reason why I have, I have, you know, I have people around me, including my pastor. Even me, that is your, is your pastor. I still carry me. There are things that I, ah, I still carry those things, and I carry. I got me. I say, sir, I was praying, and da, 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 da. he would just say, oh, you know, when the way I press present it, he would. Tell me they want to throw inside the cooler. See that one? Put inside the cooler. Ten years, don't think about that one. This one. Yeah. It's part of the administration of a pastor to protect you. It's true. <laughs> oh, let me even tell you the truth. There are things that there are things that the Spirit of God will not tell you because your pastor is the one that he will talk to. It's not you. Yet it concerns you. I'll give you a very good example. Jethro. Moses. Moses is the one that is described as the man that saw God face to face. Yes, Moses is pastoring multitudes and is doing counseling for money. They all line up. People that have problems. Morning to night, you'll be explaining Bible to them, showing them this is what this is what you should do. Morning to night, Jethro has to say, you're going to die, oh God. You will soon die. This thing is not good. Jethro begins to teach my administration. 
He says, why don't you put people over this, over, over tens, over hundreds, over thousands and everything. Then let them judge these other cases. People who you've already thought who have sense, let them judge other cases. Then let the hard ones come to you. This is a man that Moses went up to the mountain of God and was there 40 days. And the Lord came and wrote on, on tablets of stone. He came down the mountain with tablets that the Lord himself had written from. Then the Lord did not teach him common administration. Guess who he taught? His father-in-law. That's the father-in-law that came and spoke to him. It's true. So when your head is hot, <laughs> no, to the, the nations, the nations, the nations. When you're like that. You know, now what are we all do we know? We, we are just children of God now. Yeah, the, you are the prophet that shall come to the world. We are just children. We'll just tell you and then say no wala. The nations that oh, okay. No, no wala. You just sit on the look you. And that's just the thing. The moment pastor, that's how it works. That's how it works. There are things that are privy to just your pastor. That is, I want to say, oh, oh, Holy Spirit. When it comes to listen, let me even say another about the plan of God for your life. The major plans of God for your life, first of all, the Spirit of God will speak to you about them. But a lot of the confirmations you will receive are from authority over you and your local assembly, where God has placed you. Because the plan of God for your life revolves around the local assembly. Now I'm saying this because there are some people that, oh, they, they love to. Some people, you know, some Christians are not, they, they, they behave as if they've not heard prophecy before. When someone else comes and says, um, Sister, I feel the Lord. Ah, really? What did he say? What did he say? Tell me, tell me. How was it, how was it sounding when he was saying it? Just the Lord's fire. You've already, ah, hey. That's how, see, Satan is a mighty researcher. He, he knows this. When he knows that's how you are, it is not only a matter of time. You want one Agbara idiot, one false prophet will come and, and talk nonsense. One person will just come and say nonsense under, under a wrong influence. But because you are, you idolize prophets, they will just tell you something. You know, there's a way to check prophecy. There's a book by Higgins, Seven Steps to Judging Prophecy. You should go and get that book. Seven Steps to Judging Prophecy. You should get, because some people, prophecy is everything. If anybody cannot walk up to you and prophesy to you, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And that's why it is safe to say that many, most of the prophetic words that or confirmations you know, that, that you should run with are the ones that come from your local church. And when I say local, you know what I'm talking about. Like, for example, Yen is a kind of a type of ecclesia. Your local, the people you fellowship with, your pastor, is those words you should heed primarily. I'm not saying words cannot come from other places, but primarily. That means if you are just getting these other strange words, you need to go, but I don't know what was said to me within the local. Why? Because that's, see, let me say this. <laughs> God will speak to you at the address he sent you to. Let me say it again. God will speak to you most at the address he sent you to. 
Don't say deep. Oh. Think about what I'm saying. Because this is oh, oh, they go say, oh, deep gone. When you go, they go and they just go and say, eh, your name is Bolu. <laughs> Professor Emmanuel, you kneel down, carry, carry your offering. Professor Emmanuel, go, calm down. Calm down. You went to a program. Then the person, you know, the emoji now just called, say, are you there? I see something upon your life. Da, 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 da. You say, hey. you say, this meeting was just for me. My friend, shut up. You know, when you learn how prophecy works, you will not say that kind of nonsense. If you functioned in prophecy, all right, you won't be saying that kind of thing. Because some people would just feel like, oh, that meeting was, you went to a place outside your assembly and then you were singled out and then words came to you. And then you behave as if, ah, and that's how some people, let me even say this. That's how some people, they lose their head. Because you go there, you hear something that is contrary. For example, now, you can't hear the one your pastor has not told you. So you are a woman of God. I see a ministry in your life. I see you are supposed to be doing more. You're supposed to be much more. Now, where you are, you are confined where you are. You are restricted. You need to break out like the morning dawn. You need to, you now start, if you finish and you come back and start to, we tell you, go and lead prayer. You say, these people don't understand the investment, the potential that has been placed inside me. They don't understand the wells on my, they don't, they don't get it. Pride starts to build in your heart. You went ahead a strange word. But let me even tell you, you know, that, yes, it's true. You went ahead a strange word. The one your pastor did not tell you, that's the one you went to go and hear. That, this thing I'm saying to you has put a lot of people in trouble. A lot. A lot. Because you go there, you go out, and you hear something. Because, see, it's not just, let me say this. Another thing is this, that your pastor is the one that knows you. Let me say that again. Your pastor knows you. So even when words come, your pastor, your pastor knows how, for example, now, there are words that come to you and come, your pastor can come and I know that word, you're not ready for that word. So I won't tell you. Yes, I know there's no way you're ready for this word. I remember this story where the pastor, he said, the first time he saw one guy, he said he saw that that guy had a strong whatever. That guy was supposed to go to the north and pastor. But he knew this guy that just came around. That one, in fact, he wouldn't, because he was he, he just, uh, he, he asked as a question, he said, do you see yourself like you may do ministry and all that? The guy said, no, I would just, I'm not said to do business. And Is that the kind of human being you would tell that there's a calling on your life to the north? That's not the kind of, that person will run away. The, the word you receive was by the Spirit of God, but the maturity is zero. Is that everything you tell somebody? Is that everything? You have to know. So, your pastor knows where you are. <laughs> I was say this word. I can't give this I can't give this in this word. The pastor knows what to tell you, how to put it to you. Yes. So, you go. That's why your local assembly is the safest place you should be. It's the safest place. You now go and it's Jalingo, you're collecting word. Then there are some people, they, they are always, they, everywhere they are prophesying. Everywhere. They are always entering different kinds of meetings. There's always one meeting that I prophesy. And I prof every time. They, ah, that's why I confused human being. Or every meeting, they find you. If it's apostolic, this, they find you. If it's this other one, they find you. If Lucio is good, they find you. Everywhere you, you, you are, you are just, you are, is prostitution. 
is prostitution. That's when you enter trouble because you, it's on those meetings, rewards will now come and things will now come that will now inflate your big head. I said, they don't value me in this ministry. They don't value me in this ministry. They don't value me in this ministry. They don't, they don't, they don't value me. They don't value me. My friend, shut up. But that's the truth. That's, it. that's how people play some of the trouble. Another thing is, you, you feel like, oh my goodness, they just singled me out. If you prophesy, you will know that thing is a lie. When I go, it doesn't happen to, when I, okay, okay, think about this. When you prophesy, right? Has it not happened to you that prophesying? And then there's someone you just lock eyes with or you just notice the person. Then you look the way I walked away. Yet, as you walked away, a word started forming in your mind. Like, you started, something was coming to you. And the word is for that person you saw, but you've walked away. Do you get what I'm saying? So, because the power of God is mechanical. And what that means is that it is like, I can walk, I can start, you see, as I'm talking now, I can start from the first person prophesy to the second, to the third, to the fourth. I can prophesy to every single person here. The moment I look at the power of God is at work already. Because some people just feel, oh, that the spirit of God is just the one. Like, it's just, um, how would I put it? The spirit of God is just specially, uh-uh, it's mechanical. That's why, <laughs> that's why I can go and kill somebody now. I won't do that. But I'm gonna kill someone now. Or maybe who knows? You don't know whether after this thing, if I need to shoot somebody, I just came back. And next thing I'm now still preaching by the power of the spirit. Why it has been given to us the same way healing works. Okay, do you behave like this if you go to a meeting and then it was also the, the person maybe you were having this ache and this back pain or whatever and something, and then the MOG just came up to you and laid hands on you and you fell on the power and you got healed. You know, say, Oh. That meeting was just for me. Like you, you feel this exclusive thing as no, now it's mechanical. It's God's power. Any such as I have, give ID. It's the same thing with prophecy. Stop idolizing that thing called prophecy. It's mechanical. So the person just knows the person could have seen you in the crowd. Removed eye, but even if the person not see you, words can. It's that's how it is mechanical. It's not. Don't now use that to say you are special. Don't now use that to. You know, I'm saying this because some people they they they. This is how they they push themselves out of the plan of God for their lives. Somebody prophesied to you, and then all the all the protocols of of the scriptures, all the processes of the word, all the everything that they just threw away everything. You know, I think I've showed you guys the process. You start out as a what convert. From a convert, what do you do? You grow to be a disciple. From from a from a disciple, you become what? You become a um, what do you call it? A deacon. And from a deacon, you grow to become a pastor. That's the process. So if you like, hear whatever. Here, if you've not gone through this process and you're not pastoring, if you've not grown in pastoring, if you've not matured, there's nothing you're ready for in the outside world. That your ministry are shouting about, you're not ready for it. Don't deceive yourself. Because God prepares men by process. God prepares men with other men. God prepares ministries with other ministries. You can't skip the process. You can't skip the process. Someone is asking, what about the woman that's pastor... It's not David Tim. Freaked her birthday. I told you there was a lady that he perceived. 
he picked it doesn't it doesn't mean anything special he just he looked at the lady and then he he perceived that it was a birthday there's nothing special about that it's mechanical he perceived it are you with me I'm not saying this real girl cannot put things in your heart for a meeting, but I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is there's this thing that people do where, oh, you, 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 like now, imagine that you are here in the ministry and everything, but you went somewhere and somebody who is not your pastor now be just single and began to prophesy and speak over you and all those things. And you now feel, oh God, want me to be in that meeting. Then you now carry those words above what your pastor would say. You carry it above the processes. Let me tell you the truth. In God, that thing doesn't mean jack to God. When you finish all that thing, you finish saying all that, whatever. God, see, <laughs> let, let me, maybe I should show you guys a scripture. Let me, I should show you people a scripture. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> let me show you how the, 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 the spiritual realm behaves. Uh, so look at Genesis chapter 16. From verse, let's say from verse one. Now, Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abraham, Behold, now the Lord has prevented him from bearing children. Going to my servant, it may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham listened to the voice of Sarah. So after Abraham had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abraham, her husband, as a wife. And he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt at her mistress. So she began to misbehave, right? Before her mistress. And it says, and Sarah said to Abraham, may the wrong done to me by be on you. So Sarah gave Abraham his her slave and Abraham slept with the slave. And then the slave got pregnant and the slave comes, begins to tease or begins to misbehave. So Sarah goes back to Abraham and says, God, <laughs> he now begins to blame Abraham. Say, may the Lord, may the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my servant to you, your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked at me and then may the Lord judge between you and me. My God, yeah, the one that brought. <laughs> anyway, verse six. But Abraham said to Sarah, behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarah dealt harshly with her and she fled from her. So Sarah showed her pepper and Hagar ran away, pregnant. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to shore. And he said, Hagar, servant of what? Sarai. See how he addressed her. The angel of the Lord said, Hagar, what? Servant of Sarai. He, he said, this is your rank. You are under this woman. Where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I'm fleeing from my mistress, Sarah. The Lord, the Lord says, return to your mistress. And what? Submit to her. Did you see that? So, you see, people feel they can just keep process. They feel they can just do what they want. They feel that just because, don't they know? Sometimes even offense. In this case, Sarah is the one that caused the problem. Sarah is the one that maltreated her. Sarah is the one that that said, "Go and sleep with my husband." She's the Sarah is the cause of the wahala. Yet, the angel of the Lord, he blessed. If you read it, he blessed her, but he said, "Go back to your what they call it. Go back to your master or your mistress." 
And that's because you see, it's a part of the process of building is that the person you'll be under, or people you'll be under will be imperfect. Is actually part of the process of your growth. Are you with me? There are exceptions, and I treat that in my podcast, some of those messages, but there are exceptions. But you see, the imperfections of authority are part of the process of your growth. Are you seeing that? So that's why you don't, as I said, there's a principle you don't value the voice of the, the you value the voice of your local assembly or your the ecclesia you are in, the local ecclesia you are in above out external voices. Are you with me? I'm not saying external voices cannot, but when you are fixated and, and most of your confirmations come from external sources, we may have to ask some serious questions. Um someone is asking, is it okay to judge? I can go for a meeting outside my local church through the ministers that will be present. Um, uh, well, let me put it like this. As I said, you can respect and honor someone. And that's the point of it. Like, there's something we are taught as we grow. And this is part of how you also know mature people. You know, for example, when we talk about um, messages, you know, Paul will say you may have 10,000 instructors in Christ but you don't have many fathers. He says, I, by the gospel, have begotten you. In other words, so he says, you may have 10,000 instructors in Christ. You may have, you don't have many fathers. I, by the gospel, have begotten you. So what does that imply? That implies that in a in your life, all right, it's, it's actually a teaching I, used, I, I did in the past called Fatherhood and Sonship. I've not done it in a while for certain reasons, um, but I think I will do a new version of it very soon. But usually, it's not all the time, but usually, all right, the Spirit of God will put an assembly. Like, you can't just be in a church by chance. Oh, I just like the way the church is, I just attend. No, usually, leading of the Spirit plays a part in the church you will be in. All right? Or the the the, the church you will be in, the ministry you will be in. The leading of the Spirit plays a, like, a serious part, a serious role in that decision. You don't just get up and just attend somewhere. Now, when the Spirit of God places a ministry or church or in your heart or whatever, Pastor, most times, actually, most times, if not all the time, you are, because of what the Spirit of God wants to do through you, your making and growth is going to be within that assembly. I'll give you an example. In Yen, for example, Yen is a ministry in the sense that uh, it's, a, it's an ecclesia in, in, the, in this composition, but in, this, in, in the, the way it's perceived to the world is a fellowship and all that. And the implication is that we have people that come and go within Yen. However, there are people that are within Yen that in their hearts, they will be drawn to Yen in the sense that I know I should be here. I know this is home to me. I know I'm supposed to grow here. I know I should take more responsibility here. Do you get, I know I should. There will be a knowing, all right, that will come as you give yourself to prayer and all those things we are doing. You understand? By by process, over time, the Spirit of God will expose to that knowledge. I just know this is where I should be. Now, if you're that kind of person, one of the things um, Paul would put, say, he would say, he would, Paul would say, be ye followers of me. All right. That means that to people who are like children, says, be ye what? Followers of me. That means you should give yourself mostly to the materials and the teachings. All right. Within that place where you are supposed to be. You should give why? Because that's the place you'll be made. There's what we call spiritual replication. There's where you are supposed the, the idea of um the goal of a father or a son to a father is to become like the father, all right, is to replicate the father. So if you are in a ministry or in a place where you know the spirit of God wants you to be and grow in, 
the goal is spiritual reproduction. That is to replicate. And the way you replicate, there are ways you replicate. One of them is the messages. For example, someone here cannot be claiming to be a son of this ministry, a daughter of this ministry, and you don't listen to my messages more than anything. As you see me like this, uh, I'm a product of teachings. If you hear me and hear Pastor Timmy, you will know where I teach from. You will know where I learn from. In fact, it's to the point that what I'm teaching you is what he taught me. Following God's plan for your life, what I'm teaching you now is I'm a product of his materials. I'm a product of his teaching. To the point that sometimes he teaches us, after he teaches us, I say, well, sir, please, just give us the slides. Just give us the, you know, whatever it is. I get his messages. I listen to them over and over again. So now I'll listen. I'll rewrite the message that I come and teach. The point is that it is, the goal is to be like him. Are you with me? To the extent he's like Christ. There's a flavor. There's a way he is. There's a grace that I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to receive. Are you with me? So if you are in a church or a ministry, you feel like by the you should be there. You should be anchored there and rooted there. I, it's expected that you listen to your pastor's messages the most. You should stay on his materials the most. There are what we call instructors once in a while. You can, like now, for example, in Yen, you will know that there are people that are also, they are like extra listens you get that I still say, okay, for the sake of what we are trying to do and build here, you can listen to this person. For example, I mentioned like Andrew Womack and, and there are reasons why I, I allow so on those people because there are certain things I know, okay, to be good for. So, I, okay, you can listen to Womack too, Womack, or you can listen to Cody Blake, right? Divine Healing Technician, I bring that out. There are other names, from one or two names I call here and there that you should, and, and that's the truth. And, and a person, because many people feel like, many people think that spiritual growth is by how many people you listen to. And that's a lie. That's a big lie. <laughs> you see, if you need to understand how, how, Growth works. Growth works by eating, right? And you see, a child, when what do you feed a child for the first six months? Only milk. Six months, eight months milk, then you start introducing period and other things. In other words, there's a kind of diet you follow. And that's one thing that your pastor provides. When God puts a person over you, a pastor, there's a diet that God prescribes by that pastor that helps you grow. There are things, it's just, the Spirit of God knows what He wants to, like now, not ministry or church is the same. For a season, the Spirit of God may just want us to emphasize one particular thing because there's something He wants to grow inside you. But there are believers who are not trained, so they eat everywhere. They eat, they eat, they chop every, they are, they are on YouTube has become their church. They, every, this video passes, I say, ah, what I did to get power, you, you click it, bah, uh, you know, seven keys to the anointing, bah, uh, you know, the what happened when I entered the throne room of God and the cherub? Bah, everything you watch, every single thing you listen to, every single everybody you honor, everybody, sir. Everyone is my father. My, you are just a you are a suicide letter waiting to be written. It's true. It's you, you are not ready for this thing. I'm telling you, you can't be like that. You won't grow. You eat all kinds of things. You won't grow. No. The, what grows you is curated. He <laughs> said, eat everywhere, go get poisoned. <laughs> what grows you is curated information. That is, this information is, is not everything. If you know, you see, many of you don't know, there are lots of things that, what I teach versus what I know are two different things. I hope you know. What I teach versus what I know are two different things. They are two, they are worlds apart. What I know versus what I teach are not the same thing. 
Because there are things that I know, but it's not going to help you, number one. There are things I know, if I teach it now, it's going to mess you up. There are things I don't, you're not ready for. So I will not teach you. Sometimes you need to teach some, sometimes to teach one thing, you need to teach something else for six months to prepare the people to hear that one thing you want to say. Don't just sit anything. Everyone, you just click everything. Some people literally get their spiritual education on YouTube. Everyone you are listening to. And you see this, and this is the other thing. <laughs> you listen to this one, they say something. You listen to that person. This person contradicts what the first person said. You, I also am blessed. I'm blessed. Glory. glory. You are confused. You are very confused. Yes. I'm not, you know, there's a point you grow to as a believer where you can now, what we do, what we call discern. You mature so you can discern. So even if you hear a nonsense teaching, you're able to know by this and this and this, this teaching, these parts are okay, but this part is nonsense. That's called being discerning. That's called being discerning. But discerning is something that you grow into over time with maturity. You, you stay on, yes, you stay on, yes, you can't say you're here and here and you're committed and then you're listening to everything. You're, you're going to damage yourself. If you check the people that I, like now, if I'm not going to preach, right? My wife is just, you know, sometimes she's really busy, but if I, my wife can come and she's not going to say anything that will come and say, what did you say? Well, 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 she won't say that. She knows my doctrine. You know, Paul says to Timothy, he says, you've known my doctrine, you've known my manner of life. You check another person I bring, like Pastor Samuel. I, Pastor Samuel can't surprise me. If, I, if he surprises me, I'll be surprised. If I give me a topic to mean to teach, I know what he's going to say. And it's clear. You know why I know what he's going to say? I know because he eats my materials. He sits on my mess. They are the priority of his. He eats them more than he eats anything else. So he's, so he's predictable. I can send him to go and minister for me. And I know he's not going to say rubbish. But when you, you are, you, you are, you listen, there are people, I'm sorry, but there's some people I'm okay. I cannot, it's not possible. I cannot give you, a, I can't give you platform <laughs> because I don't know what they're going to say. And that's big trouble if you're not predictable. Have you seen, for example, in the Kenan land, have you seen Bishop David Oyeribo? Have you seen his children? There are two of his children. I know that I mean, I don't know about the rest. But there are two of them. There are two of them that are popular. One that just came back from one museum abroad or whatever. If you hear them, you say this is Papa. If you hear, you know that this is, and for, for them, that's the plan. You know this is Papa. You hear them say, no, this is, you just know that it's their father. They eat their father more than anybody. That's the way it should be. That way you can, I can, you can, or you go somewhere. You can, the idea is to be able to represent. Why? Because the goal of your growth is so that you can grow to a point of responsibility, maturity, where you can pastor. But if you can't be trusted, you've eaten everywhere and you feel wise for it. So you are this mixed creature that we can't understand, you know, this mixed heritage. We don't know where you came from and where you're going to. There was a mixed bag. You know? 
M and M mixed with gummy bears. We don't know where you are coming from or where you are going to. You, you're just mixed up. And that's how many believers are. So you have this person, yeah, inside the minister, but there's this other person. So the person is going to minister. You must be there. You have calm, calm down. Have you finished with the people that we gave you to listen to? Have you finished Corey Blake, Divine Healing Technician, 1 to 17? And I hope that you know there are different years of that DHTO. So there's 2020, there's 2022. There are different years he has done it. Yes. There's one that is 17, there's one that is 19. You've not even passed five, number five. You always slip off. That thing that is doing you, that is making you want to run and jump around to listen to them, is a, it may be a demonic spirit though. Oh, but it's true. Oh, no, no, no. I need to, you know, I need this emphasis in my life at this season. My friend, you are in a ministry. They're emphasizing one thing in your head. No, 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 no. I need this other emphasis. Shut up. Keep quiet. Stop that thing. Your ITK is too much. You've not fin- you've not gone past DHT number five. Number five. You have not gone past number five. You have slept off 17 times. And even the ones you remember, you are still scratching your head. Then you are telling how, oh, no, 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 no. The Spirit of God wants me to listen to. You are just indisciplined. That's the truth. You are just very indisciplined. There's nothing spiritual about it. You are just very indisciplined. What do you know about healing? You don't know anything about healing. The Spirit of God, the, the Spirit of God will not, through authority, say one thing, then I'll come to you personally and say, you know, Pastor said that, but you know, you are my person. You are my person. So just see. That, that apostle clinic, uh, that person that I wanted to sit down, but that person, this is the spirit of God doesn't behave like that. He won't put an emphasis in my heart and come and meet you and be telling you something else. Why? A kingdom cannot be divided against itself. Yes, that bottom, you see that thing I run away from that bottom. That's what you need in your life. You need to be there unless saliva drew from your lips. Sleep off, wake up. Press play again and continue. I have slept up on sermons like the thing, the thing finished, and I, I I didn't hear most of it because I slept off. I woke up, I went back. Just you know how you just scroll back. Okay, I think I slept around 18 minutes. Bah, oh yeah, I continue listening. It's true now, it's called boredom. But you see, is is a skill you must master how to be bored and continue. I'm bored out of my mind, but I will continue. You can't gain mastery over anything without getting bored. Think about it. Everything you gain mastery over is repetition. It's by repetition. You must repeat. And there's no way you will repeat without getting bored. Have you repeated one thing over and over again? It's like paper, for example. This paper. If I tell you that this paper, you're going to get $1,000 if you do this. You know. If you do this a 1,000 times. If I tell you, you'll get $1,000 by doing this a 1,000 times. You know? Even if a thousand, you know, a thousand dollars will come out of it. After a while, you're going to get bored of doing this. You'll get quite bored. After a while, you'll ah. you just be tired. But yet, the secret to power is in the consistency. And that's why many believers are not power. They don't have power. They just want to shout, glory, glory, oh, 
the word, the word, the word, like a demonic spirit. The word, the word. But there's no depth. There's no. You chop everywhere, chop everywhere, chop every, chop, 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 chop. everywhere. Glory. That's why you're a confused personality. In the spirit, you are like this kind of person who, when they, you ask your mother, who is my father? She doesn't know because she, she used to, so many men. So she doesn't know. You are like that kind of person in the spirit. You don't know who's your, you don't know because you are mixed up. No, you need to focus. The spirit of God places you in a, in a place per time. Are you with me? Per time. A, a, a place. And it's by that adherence that you grow. It's where that hairs by that you grow. Yeah. Like now, you know that as I said, there are different tiers of people in here. There are people who, for example, yeah, we call you friends of the ministry. They just come around and you know, those kind of people say we'll never land this kind of in this kind of meeting. They're friends of the ministry in center, just like what we're doing, and they come around for ignite, come around for sale and all that, but they are not committed to what we're doing. Those ones are probably committed to their church. You get such people, this message is not for you. Do you get? But those of you that feel like, ah, I'm on with day here. You know, this is where we are supposed to be. Oh, yeah, you know you should grow here. You know, you, this is what we're talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. So, just because, you know, no. There's this, there's this thing inside you, and it's a tendency that you have to kill. As I'm talking to you, I don't listen to many people, though. How do you know who your spiritual father is? How do I put it? Okay, so I don't like to concern myself too much. The, the, the rule, rule of thumb is this is simple. The question is, are you led to be in a place? Do you feel like you should be in a place, in ministry or whatever? For example, in this case, Yen, do you feel like you should be here? Do you perceive, I feel there's a lot. If that's the case, then the person that is running that thing usually will be like, it, it will just fill that gap. Do you get what I'm saying? That's how... Don't concern yourself too much about usually if you're in a ministry, the person over that is usually like that or plays that role in your life. You understand? So, and one day we'll, we'll have time to go through that particular teaching or topic. But there's a commitment. There's a commitment. Stay on those materials. Stay on those materials. Stay on those teachings. Stay on them. Stay on them. Stay on them. Stay on them. Because my secret is in what I teach. My secret is in what I teach. If you know me, you know that me, I'm not the kind of person that likes to hold information. I'll function in word of knowledge, healing and all, and just dazzle everybody and go home. I'll be telling people that it's the mantle I carry. I don't, I don't do that. I will come and show you my secret. My secret is divine healing technician. My secret is, <laughs> you know, I will put it, I will teach you. This is how I do it. This is what I do. I don't use, there's no ring on my hand. I used to control anything. This is how I do. This is how I, I, everything I know, I've poured into my messages. And they're so powerful. You know, the truth is that sometimes familiarity will rob you of what is before you. familiarity. There was a friend of mine and all that. Friend of mine. Just some of my material. She runs this um, program or camp. That camp. Just I just gave her some of my material speaking in tongues. She went there. The power of God hit that place. All the people speaking in tongues. Then recently, we were just talking. I just gave her some of my materials on word of knowledge. Just yesterday, I gave her. Today, she called me. <laughs> Message me. Say, ah, that she said she was just listening. Bah, she did wait. She just called someone. Bah, bah. So I started giving words. 
It was is a simple message. It's one of my podcasts. I did it in 2020. It's one of the early, early ones. I think it's the one on the tier of word of knowledge. That's what she was listening to and the thing just hit and she went to start. So I'm like, but you know, you can be inside here. You've been with us three, four years. You are still shaky. You don't know how to give word. You're not confident. You're still, you've been here how many years? You're still not confident to give a word of knowledge. You're not confident to lay hands on the sea, but you've been here for how many years? Meanwhile, everything I know, I pour it into my messages. I don't hide. I pour it because my goal is replication. My goal is you will do and I'll do. But you can have the same messages and do as if you are not even inside this ministry. You just be there. Why? Because you are a prostitute in the spirit. Everything. Everything. Everybody. Every pastor. Every program. You must be there. Everybody. These ones are coming. You must attend. These other ones are coming. You must attend. You are following everybody. That's why you are weak. You don't know it, but you are weak. You think you know a lot, but you are confused. confused. They're confused because they're listening to people that have different viewpoints of the same matter. So you don't know which one is the truth. They're just talking. You're not, no, if you follow me, I'm systematic. I don't just talk. There's an intelligence which I teach. There's, that thing has to be learned. You need to learn it. You need to learn how I teach. That's your inheritance. Learn what I know. That's how you grow. Paul says to Timothy, you know my doctrine, you know my manner of life. There's a manner of life I have. There's a way I live my life. I've said it before. I'm very conservative. That's your inheritance. You'll notice I'm just very careful about many things. I don't just talk anyhow. I don't just, there are things I just don't do online anyhow. I'm, that this is, is your inheritance to learn. There's a wisdom you will get by learn, by following. Learn of me. I'm saying this because God's plan for your life has a lot to do with the ministry, the church you are inside. It has a lot to do with that. It has a lot to, with the, to do with the person you're supposed to be following. And when you don't know how to follow properly, you don't know how to. You can never get to that place the Spirit of God wants you to get to. You can never. Because the Lord will never skip process. He has never done it. He will not do it with you. It's men that skip process. God doesn't skip process. So there are people that are in front. They've jumped to SS2 when they should be primary three. And when you humble yourself and go back to God, it is go back to primary three. It's called following God's plan for your life. Because God's plan is also in phases. God's plan is in stages. You must know where you are and you must know the protocols. You must know how that plan will come to pass. You must understand the place of authority in that plan. It's true. If God brought you to us, for example, you know we are a teens ministry. And I will not lie to you, many of you that have been brought to us are teens ministers, usually teens or children's ministers, in many cases. Not all cases, but many cases. Because there's an assignment that is similar. There's an aspect of the vision that is similar to you. Then there are some of you that are supposed to come in and learn from us and grow. And then we release you to your own assignment. But you see, when you've not learned well, when you've not grown well, 
you've not done, there's nothing to release you to. You can go, but you will find out that there's key leg in that thing you're doing. Because it is the process here that is supposed to mature you, prepare you, harden you for the assignment or the task you're supposed to do on your own. Like me, I didn't fall from the sky. I didn't fall from the sky. I'm sitting inside my church. And it was my church in school for three years that molded me, trained me, grew me and everything. Before I now came out and the Spirit of God said, start this. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to end with this because I know our time is fast spent. There are times you know what God wants you to do. We may have to continue this tomorrow, actually. Um, if we are going to, I'll send you a message in the morning, so we'll continue. There are times you know what God wants you to do, and each time you try to set out on it, something just holds you, like an inaction. Yes, it's God's plan for your life, but there's just this restriction. Maybe because it's not time yet, or because there are things you need to learn first. It's best to wait and pray some more. It's always a good idea to wait and pray some more. Let me say it again. It's always a good idea to wait and pray some more. It's always a good idea to be certain. It's always a good idea to be certain about certain things. Glory to God. Glory to God. No, we'll probably have a, let me say, if, if God willing, maybe next month or so, if we have that, or next two months or so, we'll probably have a, um re relationship kind of um uh where we'll talk about relationships in depth we just talk a lot about just going depth you know and all that's the purpose of singleness and then even what to do how to if you are in that phase how to know what to do how to know who to you know we'll talk a lot about those things we'll go in depth into those things but just <laughs> mention it is better to be slower than god than to be faster It's always good to know the inward witness now. Follow the calculations of your brain. Let me say it again. It's always good to know the inward witness now. Follow the calculations of your brain. Sometimes in your head, this makes sense, but on the inside, it's not supposed to be so. And last, lastly, be careful about being led via circumstances. God doesn't lead via circumstances, but through the inward witness. Let me just hammer on this, please, because this is where a lot of believers are missing it. God does not lead by circumstances. Many believers are stuck on circumstances. They use circumstances to, to determine what the Spirit of God is saying, and that's a very wrong move. Oh, if I if I apply and I get this, I get the visa. That means God wants me to school abroad. You couldn't be further from the truth. Oh, if I if I if I go to class and that and that guy smiles at me, that means he's the one. Oh, if I, you know, if if if. 
if I ask for this and that, you know, we are, we are setting up ourselves by using that kind of method. We don't use circumstances to know the will of God. The Spirit of God is inside us. If He's going to speak, He's going to speak from inside. Praise God. He will speak from what? From inside, not from outside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to leave room for a few questions. You have, if you have any questions, um, if you have any questions you can ask. Um, although people have already like asked, if you have questions you can ask. Or if you have um what do you call it? If you have uh or actually you should have uh, maybe what you can do is take a second or two and just type out what you've learned from this meeting. If you want to talk, you can also just you know up or meet your mic and speak, and that'll be appreciated. That's the last thing we're going to do. Um, and I'd also encourage you to see someone wrote that this pod, the podcast is actually powerful. I agree. And that podcast is actually has a lot of, you know, stuff. You should actually go through anchor.fm slash MOG channel. If you've not, you should go check out. There's a lot of materials. Okay, so it, um, you, everyone, I'd like everyone to just type, at least if you can't talk, just type. Just type out what, you know, what you're taking away from this meeting, what you're taking away. How was the meeting for you? What are you taking away from the meeting? Okay. I always read every single one. So it's important that you, you type that. So just type out what you're taking away. And then if you have questions, you can put those. Um, can the Holy Spirit give you certain instructions based on your spiritual father? I don't understand that. You can probably explain some more. All right. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, Elom. Okay, so you spoke about... Um... You know, when you have leadings, like you should pray about them, and or, or you should pray about them. Stay on, stay in place of prayer, and hear what God has said. What if is like something that you pick that oh, it's not going to be now? You just still need to, you know, stay in place of prayer about that thing. Uh, of course, if it's not going to be now, then if it's something that you know that oh, this one is the next ten years, there's no point praying about it. I'm I'm talking about things that. Maybe I'm more, I'm much a closer, but not all, not just that. Things that are very important. Do you get things that are like, like if they, if you miss it in that area, it can affect a lot of things. All right. Like I said, where you, where you should live, what school you should go to, what kind of course you should do, what kind of job you should take, um, who you marry. Do you get something like marriage, for example? If you miss it in marriage, is for life. That 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 kind of thing. If you miss it there, that you if you miss it there, you have missed it. Like that's the point. If you miss it there, it's it, the implications are lifetime because there's no divorce in God's plan. You understand what I'm saying? So those those kind of things you should subject to a lot of prayer and fasting. Hope that hope you get that. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, dear. Okay, and oh, more questions. If you have more questions, you can ask or. Um, while they're asking, please, other people, I just want you to type out the things you're learning so that we can wrap up just the things you're learning, the things that you've taken from this meeting. Just type it out and send. Um, but then, is there any other question? Or you want to talk about what you have, you know? Well, everybody should have something, unless the meeting you did not. Okay. Sharon, are you trying to talk? Okay. Okay, Taiwo says, Lent and process and spiritual growth. Lent is when this word, Spirit of God, speaks from within. 
or from outside. Okay. As a spirit. Please, <laughs> so this is spiritual group prostitution. Interesting. <laughs> okay. I've learned that I should provide, prioritize medical assembly and messages. Okay. From my spiritual group. Okay, Chimmy, I'm going ahead. Chimmy, go ahead. All right, really, Mister. Thank you so much for the message. I just want to say what I learned, and one of them is conviction is not proof that something is from the spirit of God. I did not expect that, and it's something that I always thought was when it's hammering in my mind, like yes, go and do this. Yes, start that TikTok, start that YouTube channel for you. I really still need to dwell in it in prayer and you know run it through a few people that will not be biased. And it's very true that you know your friends will just want the best for you and say, Yes, travel God's will for you. And they might have actually prayed for their emotions clouded judgment that God had already said about and you know, passing through spiritual authority and your mode of communication, the words you use when you are trying to pass it through. A higher authority is very, very important, and that's just for that. Uh, yes, listening to your messages, I mean, there are so much. You can't even exhaust them in this life, and it's really interesting that it's on the go, and those simple things, you know, familiarity, like you said, can make you trivialize or downplay some of those messages, no matter how little or, you know, available they are. So thank you so much, sir. Oh, thank God. That's refreshing. I like that. Okay, Elam, do you still want to say something? Yeah, I want to say what I learned. Okay. Okay, I think one of the very important things I learned is being able to communicate my word of knowledge. Like when all prophecy, like it's very easy to say what God said and you're like 200% sure. But we should not like Forget the fact that we are imperfect human beings that God is working through. So sometimes, even if like we don't need to be wrong, we can actually be wrong. And then, okay, like sometimes when prophecy doesn't come to pass, you really make the other person that you spoke to, like the person's emotions is affected, and maybe the person will start to doubt God. So it's really, you know, wise and mature that you your prophecies in the way that oh like I'm not I'm not so up there but this is what I feel like God is saying to you so no that's as I said learn to even remove the God is saying part this I perceive I sense this I just feel to tell you this you know why because really the truth is that the information is coming from your spirit do you get and that's why many times it's to just come as if it's you it's to come as if it's you do you get so I perceive, I sense, I feel, I'm constrained. Are you with me? Uh-huh. So th that's how the apostles tend to communicate. And I'll show you guys when we get there, I'll show you how they communicate, how they talk. That they don't just say, oh God, please. they don't just talk like that. Do you get? Okay. Um, thank you, uh, Elam. Okay. Um Piano Crib said, I learned that leadings will not go against process. And that's true. Leadings will not go against process. I learned that emotions at times distorts God's leading and directions. I also learned the Holy Spirit doesn't always respond immediately. And so it's okay to ask what has confirmed. Well, if the not responding immediately means keep praying, keep pressing. Are you with me? 
don't get to a point where you're always relying on everybody to, you know, hear for you. No, pray, press in. It may not come immediately, but that just just keep praying about it. It will surely come. You get, and then it should be that after you pray, you now, you not you submit that decision to other people. You submit that thing, you know, to other people who are spirit filled. All right, it's okay to ask God to confirm big decisions. I also learned you could be wrong when giving words. So say your head from God, you know, aha, like yes, I perceive, I feel, I sense. Aha, doesn't mean as I said, it doesn't mean the information not come from God. It came from God, but there's a filter it's passed through by the time it comes to you it's more of a perception more of a sensing more of a knowing so it's from the lord it's actually not incorrect like that to say this is from god but it's for communication it's maturity okay um i'm so again i'm careful when to say those kind of things i also learned that little spirit doesn't bypass process i had asked okay good that's one thing that people are catching on does not bypass process process you know and that process is clearly spelled out in the word of god so it doesn't bypass his word all right um i learned that communication of information from god can be interpreted emotionally i also learned the importance of being committed to a local assembly and that growth is majorly within your local assembly exactly all right like we're talking on god's plan it's not just about what to do but there is also when and how to do it I also learned that we don't use circumstances to judge the word of God or will of God. Thank you. Okay. All right. What stood out for me was what you said about God doesn't skip process and protocol. The local church is God's design for the believer's growth. And it's important to subject the leadings you get to other spiritual people, especially your pastor. I've also learned not to say God said when I prophesy, he saves you a whole lot of trouble and allows you to be humble. Like you said, never lack the confidence that you can, you can hear from the spirit of God, but never be arrogant enough to believe that you cannot be wrong. Okay. So these are things that will save your life, all right? So I think that with that, we can close for today. There's still a lot more to teach so that if I have not even gone <laughs> a lot, so most likely we'll continue tomorrow. But tomorrow morning, I should be able to, okay. I think I'm that person, okay. So we have another process person here. I learned that process is important that no matter what happens, process you can't process can't be skipping. You must go through the process for it to become person that God allowed it to be. I learned that the mature ways in handling the word of word of key. The plan of God for your life is around local assembly and God is not led by circumstances. And it's always a good idea to wait and pray some more. Listening, eating from everywhere doesn't mean you're well fed <laughs> or you know something. Exactly. Praise God. Okay, let me say one more thing about that. I'll be close. There's a reason why when you go to university, or secondary school, there's a list, there's a curriculum, right? And there's a list of materials or books or whatever. You know, it's not the same. If you if you pack all those books and sit down in your house, I hope you know you will not go anywhere. If you took all your textbooks from secondary school or university and sat down in your house to read, sure you know that you will not go anywhere. That's why there's what we call a curating, there's a curriculum. There's a way it is taught. There's, there's what goes before what. That wisdom, that skill, are you with me? That is what grows you, not just you sitting and absorbing information. Hallelujah. All right, people of God. So that's it for tonight. I believe you are blessed and uh, we'll probably continue tomorrow. So, because uh, there are some things we need to teach. God bless you. Have a wonderful night and bye-bye.